0: pray. Forgiveness. It reminded me of our first week that I spoke in this Lenten series. We're, we're in the middle of our Lenten series, Birthing a Greater Reality, which is a book that was written by Reverend Robert Grummet, Unity Minister, who will be here next week for our retreat. And uh, we start, I started speaking about this with the idea, remember, that we get caught up in our habits. We walk through our days and We think, wow, I forgave that before, forgiveness, I thought I did this work already. I did it a year ago, or two weeks ago, or ten years ago, and here it is, it's up for me again. I must be doing something wrong. And what we need to do is to relax into the awareness that we are evolving, right? And so the first time I did my forgiveness work, I might have been down here in the evolution of where I'm at in consciousness. and. Now I may be here in my evolution of where I am in consciousness. And so it's nothing more than another opportunity to heal, to forgive, and to evolve to our our next level in consciousness. So thank you for that reminder in that song, Trace. So we are moving on this morning to this idea of embracing our wholeness. But before I get there, last week we were working on how do we project those aspects within ourselves that we have been d- in denial of—what um, Freud would, ca- or I think it was, uh, would call our shadow, right? Jung, sorry, would call our shadow. And so my question for you is: How many of you did this work this week? How many of you paid attention to how you saw yourself projecting out into the mirror of life? Oh, good, quite a few of you. So, what did you find? If you could. Say it in a word or two. What did you find that you were projecting onto that mirror of life? Anybody? Judgment. All right. Thank you, Nadia. Judgment. Who else? Marilyn. Worry. I had some worry I was projecting out into this mirror of life. Who else? Yes. Frustration. I feel such frustration, and I am projecting that onto life out there. That's the source of my frustration. Peggy, awareness of thinking and not saying. So, awareness that you were holding back, holding myself back. So, not allowing myself to show up. Who else? Yeah. Being a victim, Deb. Okay, so I noticed I was projecting being a victim out. Anybody else? Yeah, Marilyn. Yes. So you can, can't you, project the good in others? In fact, you might see somebody's wisdom or somebody's love or somebody's light. It's not just the negative we project out. So thank you for that reminder, Marilyn. Anybody else have one they want to share? So you see what happens as we begin to project these things out into life, then what happens is the mirror of life begins to get clouded, doesn't it, by all of these projections that we put out there. We no longer see life clearly as it is, but we see life through those projections that we are making every moment of every day. And so today, is about embracing our wholeness again. And how do we do that? So Robert Brummett starts with a story in this particular chapter of the book. And it's the story of a white tiger whose name was Mohini that was given to the National Zoo in Washington, D.C. back in the 60s. And when Mohini arrived at the zoo, what they had for him was like a 12-foot by 12-foot area that he was confined to. And so while Mohini was confined to that area, he began to pace. And he began to pace this figure eight over and over again. Has anybody ever seen an animal do that, right? When they're, they're caged, and here's this space, and this is what I have. And he would just pace. And So somebody woke up and said, "You know, maybe we need to give Mohini a little bit more space. you know? Maybe we could create a wonderful natural habitat for Mohini with grass and trees and places to roam and to explore. And so they created at the zoo this whole new natural habitat for Mohini. And everybody gathered anxious to see him released into this natural habitat, you know, they so excited. And so he was released. And as he walked into this brand new, spacious, open habitat, he made his way to the back of that habitat, to where there was a wall. I'm sure made him feel safe, right? And for the rest of his life, Mahini paced a 12 by 12 foot section of that brand new. Open space, not recognizing and not realizing that there was all of this that he could explore, because he was limited by his habit, by what he knew. Well, I heard some of you out there going, oh. "Some of you probably feeling, oh, that's so sad." The Mohini story is a metaphor for each one of us. Because each and every one of us have this freedom to explore all of life's possibilities. And what we do instead is we get caught up in our habits of belief and walk the same patterns in our life day in and day out, afraid to break out of our patterns and habits into that place of all possibilities where do you do that? And where do I do that? And how can we move beyond it? So as I was thinking about this for myself, I was remembering a voice from the past and and I need to preface this by saying for each and every one of us that those voices in the past that placed those limiting ideas in our consciousness meant well. They were not typically doing this from a place of maliciousness, right? So this voice from my past came from a well-meaning place. But what I heard was, why do you look so sad? You're so much prettier when you smile. Anybody ever hear anything like that? Right? And the seed idea gets planted. Well, first of all, there was this, ugh, I hate that. Made me want to smile even less, to be quite honest with you. But there was also the idea, right, that it wasn't okay to be sad. That if I showed up and was sad, you might not like me as much. You might reject me. You didn't want to feel the uncomfortableness of my sadness, so please show up with that happy face. And how many of us, as we go through the activity of our day, then place this mask on? All is well, life is good. Nothing wrong. Everything's perfect. And then what happens when a day arrives that we feel like we can't put on that happy mask on that day? Do we stop ourselves then? I can't go to Unity Spiritual Center because I can't put my happy mask on today. You know, if you go there, you're supposed to have your act together. There's no room for you to show up in your messiness, or not me, because I've been taught that I need to have my happy face on. What does it stop me from doing and exploring? When I think I have to show up with this mask, rather than being my true and authentic and real self, no matter what that is in that moment. So what is it for you? What idea have you been clinging to and afraid of, breaking out of, because somewhere along the way, somebody taught you that this is the way it is? Anybody got one? Jim. Jim was told he was selfish when he was young. Selfish, selfish Jim. Always just doing what you want. Never putting anyone first, that is not allowed in life. That selfish thought. Who else? Yeah, Jack. Children are meant to be seen and not heard. Therefore, you have nothing of value to contribute. Anybody hear that one? All right, and we take that in, right? And we now begin to live our life from that place. Like, what I have to contribute really is not worth anything. So I'm just going to keep quiet. I'm going to keep my mouth quiet. Carrie. (laughs) Carrie, you dreamer, you. You have absolutely no common sense. I got in trouble for that one, too. You dreamer. Right? And that can shut us down that inner imagination, that power that we have that helps us to dream and to envision a life and a world that is greater than we can imagine. And a lot of times that's shut down. Who do you think you are to have that dream? Right? Yeah, surely. You shouldn't go to college because you're a girl, you know? Girls have no place in college, surely, surely you know that. And how does that then begin to shut us down? I guess that's not mine to do. I guess I'm not smart enough. By the way, the opposite can also happen, right? When somebody tries to shut us down in that way, we can go to, well, I'll show you. And we can swing over to the other side of the pendulum and do all kinds of things just to show you, to prove. And that, too, is exhausting, isn't it? I saw a hand over here. Yeah. Well, you just need to try harder. I have that one. No matter how hard you try, it's just not going to be good enough. And then you get to the point of, well, why try? Why try to show up and be who I'm supposed to be? Because no matter what I do, it's not enough anyway. Sandy. That's right. Right? So there's that mask again. Always be polite. Don't show your emotions. Come on, Sandy, give us your happy face. And if you show up anything less than that, well, don't expect any love coming from me. Or that's what we begin to think, right? That we can't show up and be our authentic self. What else? Yeah, Connie. Connie. freak? Are you a clean freak, Connie? <laughs> Cleanliness is next to godliness. God forbid if somebody goes to Connie's house and she hasn't had a chance to clean first, right? Because that is going to come in between of her being able to sit and be with you or me. Because her mind's going to be on, oh my gosh, my house is a disaster. And it's limiting, it creates... These patterns and these habits of what needs to be in order for me to be okay. Who else? Marilyn's got another one. You're full of them, Marilyn. (laughs) All right, you may have free will, but don't try to exert your free will. Here's the rules you need to follow. And don't question... Make no assumptions. Here's the rules and stay in this box. As long as you're in this box, you're fully safe, Marilyn. Move out of this box and who knows what's going to happen. Connie's got another one. God will get you for that one. Anybody ever hear that God was going to get you? And you begin to get into this idea that God is something to be feared, not something that you can turn to, not not an awareness that you can enter into to, to find all that you need. But I, I better be careful because God might be mad at me. Who else? Donna. Yeah. <laughs> that good old work ethic, right? We got to work hard, really hard. No matter how hard you try, it's not enough, but you better work really hard anyway. And we give ourselves no time to pause and breathe and rest. In fact, when we sit down to do meditation, the first thought that is going through our minds is everything that we still need to do, and why am I doing this meditation? Because this is nothing and I got too much to do. And we never give ourselves the opportunity of breaking through and free from that to experience that. Of just being. Yes. Whatever it is that you hate, you know what? You are just lucky to have it. Get over it. Right? Get over it. Stuff it back down there. Do what's yours to do. I saw Kate's hand. Oh. Leave the house without your face on. Did I hear, I don't like it when you look so bushed? I have some judgment there. Just a little bit. Right? Got your lipstick on today, Kate? <laughs> we went we went through the, the makeup section of the store the other day, and I told Gary, you know how we've been able to afford all these vacations. I don't wear makeup. Imagine how much we'd have spent. I broke free of that one. All right, I saw another hand. Carl. You are a mean, opinionated little boy. You should not have opinions, Carl. Not one. Right? All right, I got one more. Laura. (laughs) I think a lot of people relate to that one, Laura. If you're going to cry, I'm going to give you something to cry about. What we were encouraged to do last week is to recognize and realize that all of those things that we were projecting out into in life were our own. Our own voices, our own beliefs, our own ideas that we needed to reclaim. We need to own them. Until we own them, they have power over us. So let's reclaim them and let's own them, which is what I've done, except then what's the problem? they're, They're like weighing me down now. I've got all this now that I'm carrying around with me. And so we can't stop there, right? The work still needs to be done now. And so we need to transform those thoughts. We need to transform those ideas. We need to heal those things. Interject. Interject. All right. Well, we don't want to continue to hold them. But we also don't want to, like throw up on everybody trying to get rid of them, right? And so what we need to do is we need to find a a healthy way, a healthy way to release the ideas and let them go. So as an idea arises that no matter how hard you try, it's never enough, I can ask myself the question, well, what am I supposed to learn from that? What is this opportunity here to show me about myself? as I forgive you for placing that thought within me, how will I experience release and relief? As I allow myself to go through the grieving process of letting something go, I can get out the other side of it and experience the freedom. As I realize that allowing myself to feel the sadness will not keep me forever in the sadness, in fact, if I just... Breathe with it and acknowledge I feel sad in this moment. It's possible that much more quickly I will come out the other side of that sadness and realize, oh, I'm okay. Right here, right now. Right? As I allow myself to feel the anger, realizing and recognizing I don't have to deny that anger. But I can sit with it and say, I feel angry. Now, what is this anger moving me to do? Not from that place of upset, but from a place of centeredness and calmness. Anger is there to serve me somehow. What is that that it is here to serve me in doing so that I can show up and be my authentic self? Are there things that we should get angry with about in the world? Sure. But what are we going to do about that? Claiming our wholeness. Because we're not just anger. We're not just fear. We're not just worry. We're not just doubt. These are experiences that we have, but they are not us. So, what are we? We are wholeness, we are divinity, we are the Spirit of God expressing. We are not limited beings to these patterns and habits that we have developed over time. If we can accept those patterns and habits for what they are, nothing more than ideas that have been given to us that we have accepted, but that we can choose now to let go of and release, we can come back to the truth. I am infinite. All possibility exists for me. And like, Mohini, you might be sitting here in this Unity Hall right now going, You don't know my life. But you are no different than Mohini walking that same pattern of habit and behavior when all possibility is existing around you. It's time to embrace our wholeness. You are the source of your joy and your sadness. You are the source of your anger and your forgiveness. You are the source of your frustration and your peace. You are the source of it all. Why? Because you are an expression of all that is. Remember that first week that I talked when I said there's divine mind consciousness That slowly gets much and much more dense until eventually it comes down and it becomes me, individualized here in this body. But still at one with that divine consciousness of all that is. That's what I am. That's what you are. And so we do this work by being willing to forgive, by being willing to heal by being willing to let go and grieve, by being willing to face all of it and recognize none of it is truly who we are. Because we are whole, and we are holy, and we are here to express that and get everything out of the way. But is not resonating with that wholeness? Does that make sense? i got to practice it. How about you? (laughs) Because I keep forgetting. And I keep picking these things back up again. As soon as I realize and recognize that I've got to take another breath, and ah, here's another gift, a gift to release. So we have a practice. And our practice for this week is to consider, what do I need to heal? What do I need to forgive? What do I need to grieve? Now listen, these are not why questions. Why is this always happening to me? Why can't I just get through this? These are important questions of what? What is it here to teach me? What is it here to reveal in me? What is it here to release in me? What is here the gift for me? And then... As you become aware of what is getting in the way, consider what gift may arise as you make the choice to heal, to forgive, and to grieve. Let's be real with one another. Let's be real with ourselves. Let's show up in our wholeness, in our messiness, in our allness. It's only in that way that we will birth a greater reality, because I'm telling you, the reality that we're birthing today nothing more than that. And I'm ready to break free into all that is still to be. Will you join me? All right. I'm going to ask. You know that, right? I'd like to end with our scripture from today. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. Those shifting shadows are all of those things that we are needing to leave behind. They're not the real. They're not the reality. Let us ground ourselves in the wholeness, the holiness of who we are this week. Thank you and God bless.